fall Lay back, it's all been done before And if you could only let it be You would see I like you the way you are When we're driving in your car And you're talking to me one-on-one -on -one, But you become somebody else Around everyone else You're watching your back like you can't relax You're trying to be cool You look like a fool to me Tell me why you have to go and make things so complicated I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated Life's like this You fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get And you turn it into honestly You promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it now really don't ever fake it and it's really uh it's, it's not good to fake you know that's all that i'm saying anyway this is mo class of bringing my just a nobody podcast episode the next one um i don't know the number of this uh, particular episode but hey man uh it's been a while and uh i really hate that it's taking so much time for me to get out of episode um while this pandemic it's happened actually whole of 2020 since the pandemic like march 2020 and till today, I'm just not keeping up with my bi-weekly episode. I had actually, it was a weekly episode that I can put in bi-weekly, but I can't even keep up with that and it's crazy. So hope you all are doing well. I mean, thanks so much for really listening. Whoever you are, whichever part of the world you are, I am seeing you. I'm really looking at folks, you know, who are really tuning in to this podcast and I just want to thank you for that. Uh, right. So, um, um, uh, it's been, it's, it's been a few, uh, a few things over the past. I mean, so many things that have happened over the past, uh, I think about two and a half weeks or three weeks, I think since I've uh, done my last episode, but there's been a lot, a lot happening, especially, you know, with, uh, with the pandemic, um, with crazy things, um, you know, we have so much of uh, incidents of um, uh, like the George Floyd incident that what happened to George Floyd, uh, similar incidents happening again and again, uh, mass shootings happening again and again, like it's just unstoppable. The pandemic is not ending. It's not ended yet. Vaccines are pure, but it's still not ended. So everything is just like, you know, uh, it's like a deja vu. It's continuously happening. Like, fool me once. I would say, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Or sh fool me thrice. Or fool me many times again and again. Shame on me. You know, we got to do something about this. That's all that I'm saying. I know that we can't control the, the virus because it's uh, we can't see it. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's science. You got to kind of... Um, you know, there are a few precautions that we can really take, but shame on me because it's just not happening, you know. Uh, racist, I mean, shootings of uh, my, the my, people in the minority communities, especially uh, especially um, young men, you know, uh, unarmed men really dying in the hands of, uh, in the, hands of uh, the police or, uh, you know, that's and happening not once, happening again and again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mass shootings, like 
it's so many of them that happened over the past uh, few days. I can't even remember the places that they have been happening, you know, at. Even today, as I really talk to you guys, uh, three people have already uh, died in Austin, Texas. And um, so another incident, and it's just happening again and again. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me three times. Fool me so many times. Shame on me. Because I need to do something to prevent it from happening. That's all that I'm saying. Anyways, um, I was at the groceries today. And uh, I went by my groceries as usual. Um, and I, I get beat like uh, I, I get I eat beet like I just kind of I like eating beets. I just uh, kind of steam them and eat them uh, with my other other kind of food. And um, so I didn't see beets today. And I was like, what's happening? Like, you know, where is uh, why? Because I seen beet with leaves, but I didn't see beet without leaves. You know, I go to this uh, I go to this. Uh, this store that I go and buy my groceries, they have this beets. Uh, they kind of have two stacks: one beets with leaves on it, and a beet without leaves. And I like the without leaves things because there's no point. You know, I don't kind of use the leaves at all. <clears throat> That's for goats, right? <laughs> I don't know. Some people really eat it. I have no idea. So when I didn't see the beets without the beet without leaves, you know that rack. I was like, where the hell is it? So I have this, I have this person at the grocery store, uh, you know, who I, who's a, like a helper, a nice guy, you know. So I always go to him if I don't see something or if there's something that, uh, you know, I'm kind of trying to find out or look for. He's the guy, you know, I go to him. So I told him, hey, man, there's no beat. Uh, what's happening? Like, uh, he's saying, uh, uh, just wait here. He told me, just wait here. I'll be back. I said, wait here, do what? He's just wait here, you know? And then he just goes straight down the alley, like of the store. And then he opens the door and suddenly disappears. And I'm like, where the hell is it? And he told me, where the hell is he, you know? And he just tells me to kind of wait where I am. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting late. I need to go home, but let me just see what he has. In the next tw- two minutes, like two to three minutes, he's. He, I see him, you know, coming back, opening, he opened the door and he rolled in uh, a cart full of, <laughs> full of beet without leaves, you know, just beets, like no, no leaves on it. And I was like, he came and he came right next to me and he's saying, take it, you know, pick it up, take how much you want. And I was like, hey man, I love you, man. Thank you so much for doing it, you know. Come on, you don't, I mean, no one really goes out of their way to do that. And I felt like, hey, you know, this guy is great. Like if I hadn't had, I didn't have a mask on if the pandemic was on, I would, I would kind of smooch the guy there and there, you know, to thank him for what he has done for me. <laughs> Just kidding, man. I won't do that. I won't do that. I won't do that. Oh, that's what meatloaf meant, huh? No, I won't do Anything for love, and I would do anything for love, and I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, I won't do that. Anyways, uh, there's some good news. I mean, about vaccines. There are so many of them around the world. You know, 
uh, where every every nation has their own vaccine or the, you know there's a lot of export and import that is happening which is good news you know um i have not been vaccinated yet and i'm just waiting for my turn uh, but uh people are getting vaccinated all around the world and very soon probably we'll reach the herd immunity i don't know uh that's what everybody's talking about but amidst all this good thing that is happening you know where people are getting vaccinated of course in certain countries uh there's a third wave and there's a second wave and it's going crazy like in india there's uh, i believe there's a huge uh, number of infections are like literally increasing uh suddenly like it was not so bad in 2020 and uh, 2021 is really uh it's because no one no one's taking precautions you know no one's wearing a mask people are just walking around in crowds etc so india is in a bad shape right now but uh in most of the parts most parts of the world of course people are getting vaccinated they're protecting themselves and then they also say that we got to wear masks even after getting vaccinated so i'm just waiting my turn but in the midst of all this you know people talking about vaccine passports which i find it's so ridiculous you know of course people supporting it educated people supporting it some scientists uh uh supporting that idea there are some governments who are supporting the idea of the of a vaccine passport which is nothing where you know uh, if you're completely vaccinated you've taken your two doses you get your um, uh you get you get a card a vaccination card and then uh you get entry into you know uh to fly and you 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 have the freedom to visit a restaurant or you have freedom to go to a gym a sports stadium you know watch concert etc while if you're not vaccinated and you don't have a vaccine passport like they say you're not going to be allowed in all these areas but what about in situations where we do not know you know how long will immunization really last we're not sure none of the vaccines have a kind of a slip which says you know you're going to be vaccinated you're going to be immunized or you're going to be free of uh the covid-19 vaccine for about a year forever for 2 years for 3 years nothing is said about it and then we don't even know whether we'll need a booster shot you know ahead in time we don't even know if this vaccine has to be modified based on any of these new variants that keep coming Uh, up and up so having a vaccine passport is just such a bad idea and um uh and even like you know uh, uh there there are so many uh, uh you know these uh, like i was wa- reading this new england journal of uh, medicine they published a report saying that the moderna moderna vaccine will just offer protection for about 6 months and after 6 months you know you have to get revaccinated or take a booster shot or whatever and then recently i think it was about 2 days back the ceo of pfizer said that uh, you'll have to take a booster everyone who's vaccinated with the pfizer vaccine but uh, is uh, will have to take a booster shot you know in 6 to 12 months so no one really knows how long immunization will last probably we'll have to you know after 6 months you'll have to kind of do a blood test to see how many of these antibodies are still floating around in the blood if not then you take the shot so a vaccine passport that's what i'm getting to okay a vaccine passport is a fucking bad idea you know one because it doesn't have an expiry date okay and vaccines we don't know how long immunization will last and two because it will differentiate between uh, the populations not everyone can have a vaccine passport because 
There are so many people around the world who don't have a passport. They don't have, have an identification card. They don't have their birth certificates. So they're going to be left out because they can't have a vaccine passport at all, you know, um, especially and these people, you know, who don't have these basic things with them are basically impoverished. The people uh, who are poor, they're below the poverty line, you know, so uh, they're not connected to the Internet. So there's a digital divide and people who are not connected to the Internet or uh, are not digitally connected. They'll be left out. They'll never have a vaccine passport. So they're going to be left out. There's going to be inequality. Of course, the U.S. government has said that they're not going to make a vaccine passport mandatory. But the governments around the world are not going to stop private companies from uh, from enforcing a mandatory requirement. Like you cannot, uh, governments cannot stop airlines or restaurants or gyms or sports centers, etc., from implementing the vaccine passport idea. They could do it. So this will just create an equality. That's all that I'm saying. A vaccine passport will create an equality. It's not a right thing to do because we don't know how long immunization will last. We don't know whether we'll have to take a boost drug ahead in time. And we don't even know whether the vaccine will have to be updated, upgraded to be able to uh, meet the needs or kill the variant of a particular virus. That's what I'm saying. So... Um, so with all the good things happening, you know, everyone's getting vaccinated, people are getting immunized, I'm still to get vaxxed, not even the first dose yet. But um, so in spite of all that, you know, we are talking about a vaccine passport, which is so wrong. Uh, at the same time, you know, there was a lot of talk about the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996, which is called the HIPAA, uh, which was introduced, you know, uh, wherein um, hospitals uh, insurance companies and uh, any kind of health services, doctors, hospitals, insurance companies, all these entities have to comply with the act where it says that uh, any health information, patient health information which is sensitive, should not be made public without the knowledge of uh, or the con consent of the patient. So that's what the act says. So uh, when they started asking uh, whether, you know, uh, a vaccine passport will will kind of violate HIPAA. Um, experts say that's not going to violate HIPAA because HIPAA is only for entities like doctors, hospitals and insurance companies to comply with patient information and not release it into the public space without consent, without permission of the patient. But it doesn't prevent the HIPAA Act, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act does not prevent a patient, a person from disclosing it to an authority, you know. So if someone uh, wants to really go to a gym and uh, the gymnasium asks for a vaccine passport, it doesn't stop someone or I, if I have a vaccine passport, it cannot stop me from showing it because I'm doing it voluntarily. So that's the difference and it doesn't violate. But all I'm saying is, man, a vaccine passport is so... Uh, it's such a bad idea. It's really a bad idea and it should never be implemented, not even by private, not even by governments all around the world because it, it screams inequality. Not everyone will be able to get one even after vaccination. And two, we do not know how long a vaccine immunization is going to last. So if you ever want to have a vaccine passport, have an expiry date on it, you know? 
then probably it makes sense. That's all that I'm saying. Uh, right, so... <laughs> that's all that I'm saying. I was listening to uh, Justin Bieber's new album, uh, Justice. And I kind of fucking love all the songs in the song, in, in, the, in the album. I mean... Each one of it, like Justin Bieber, he started so early, you know, as a kid, like he was a, he was a young guy, I think around 10, 11 years old, uh, not even a teenager when he started singing, but this guy, he just gets better, you know, um, and that's so special that, you know, you're literally born to sing, you're literally doing what you're meant to be doing, you know, it's um, uh, not everyone is so lucky, uh, not everyone is really so lucky to do what they really Love doing. I hear a lot about sinners. Don't think that I'll be a saint. No, 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 no. Okay, forget that. That's a song that it's called Holy from Justin Bieber's album, Justice. Right. So, uh, of course, uh, the Swiss Canal was uh, breaking news suddenly, you know, and it was really hilarious with memes and everything, you know, where a huge container ship, like so big, it just gets, it just gets stuck uh, right in the middle of, uh, in slanted diagonally, you know, across the Swiss Canal, blocking traffic. Like, I've never heard about this, such, a, such an incident. Like, you know, you have, uh, you have issues where there's a, there's a blockage uh, created on a street or, you know, uh, out on the tracks, a railway track or on the streets, uh, cars and stuff like that. But seeing an entire huge cargo ship slant, you know, across the Suez Canal was hilarious. Like, such a huge ship just kind of diagonally got stuck in the Suez Canal. The last time I talked about Suez Canal was in school, like in my history geography class, when we talked, when we, you know, talked about transportational modes and all that. That's the last time that I talked about a Suez Canal. And uh, now it was because, uh, you know, an entire cargo ship gets, uh, gets diagonally uh, choked on the Suez Canal for about six days. It takes about six days for the authorities in Egypt to really kind of unblock or kind of uh, loosen the block, you know, get the ship back to its normal. That was hilarious. I mean, the number of memes that went around is hilarious. But anyways, you know, then I wanted to actually really understand about the Suez Canal. So I went back to my history and geography uh, studies, you know, uh, transportation studies back in school. And it brought me back to, you know, canals are basically artificially built. Yeah, and the Swiss Canal is a, it's a sea level water body, Egypt, uh, in Egypt that connects the Mediterranean Sea to the Red Sea. Now, um, uh, it was it took about ten years for to build the Swiss Canal, which is about one nine one hundred and ninety three kilometers long. That's about one hundred and twenty miles long. The Swiss Canal is there are fifty ships actually approximately that run per day through the canal every year. I mean every day and about 18,714 ships per year and carries about 1.1 billion tons of cargo which passes the Suez Canal every year. So that's how it's a very important mode of transportation because it provides the shortest sea route between Europe and Asia. You know, it doesn't have to go via 
entire Africa. It's the shortest way, you know, from Europe to Asia. Uh, you don't. You just have to buy. You don't have to bypass uh, uh, Africa, and that's what makes this um, the Swiss Canal very popular and uh, the fastest route. Of course, not cheap because you know I just went to this app which talks about you know you can just kind of put the number of tons of cargo and you get the price of uh, you know how much you have to pay for uh, passing to the Swiss Canal. So I checked that, you know, and I saw a bulk carry of 45,000 tons costs about 200,000 200, US dollars to really pass to the Swiss Canal, which is a huge amount for Egypt. So Egypt really, that's the charge, that that's the money that goes to Egypt authorities, you know, the Swiss Canal Authority for allowing cargo cars to really pass to it. Uh, so which is very interesting and that's what really I wanted to learn more about uh, the Swiss Canal and that's how I really got to it uh, which was uh, which was brilliant so you know and it seems the Swiss Canal is uh, carries about 12% of global sleep to sea trade every year so it's the most important transportation route in 2015 the waterway was extended to add a two-way traffic so it's a very busy route so imagine having such a big uh such a busy kind of you know uh canal which carries so much of transportation 12 percent of global trade is passed through that europe asia where that canal just gets blocked you know just gets blocked by um by a ship that was called ever ever given a cargo ship which is carrying about 18,300 containers. And it's, it seems uh, there were 100 containers of IKEA uh, containers uh, that were on board the Evergreen, which was mostly, you know, um, uh, which was, it seems, uh, carrying a lot of uh, consumer products as well on that, um, on that ship. Now, now, the Evergreen, which was stuck, it, is, it was built in 2018, operated by Taiwanese transport company, owned by two Japanese companies. So uh, so it's like, you know, it's a very international kind of uh, cargo ship manager operated by different, uh, different parts, people from different parts of the world. So, uh, so it was really hilarious, but of course it was a huge loss. There was a lot of blame game that was happening where the owners, you know, they blame the operators for... Uh, for the for the for the cargo ship getting blocked egypt has still has a ship there the cargo ship is still there in egypt because the egypt authorities are not allowing it to go until the owners of the ship which are two japanese companies pay about 90 million 900 million dollars in compensation because you know for 6 days the the entire swiss canal was blocked because of this blockage there was no cargo really going up and down a huge loss for Egypt, and I think Egypt should really get this money back. You know, if it's a Japanese company, of course, a Japanese company got to pay Egypt because maybe it's the it's it's one of the main income sources. You know, for uh, the authorities in Egypt, and I think they should get it definitely. But there was a lot of blame game. You know, owners blame operators of the ship. Egypt uh, uh, blamed the owners. Uh, because uh, and asked for compensation in in uh, in nine hundred million dollars, uh, 
and then you had uh, the shipping industry as a whole blaming Egypt because they didn't maintain they don't have a good infrastructure they didn't maintain the infrastructure they hadn't upgraded the infrastructure they hadn't upgraded the infrastructure for a pretty long time and um, so there's a lot of blame games still happening of course the opportunistic uh, people were uh, the russian authorities which said that hey the swiss canal is not working we have an alternative you know we have the russian railways the international community is looking at you know where you can use you can use our railways as an alternative china also as opportunistic as they are they said say that we have the belt and road initiative you know why don't you use that which connects china to southeast asia to central asia to eurasia to europe how about using it you know a lot of blame game a lot of opportunistic kind of uh, politics but the bottom line is what i want to get to why i was talking about the swiss canal is that we need to build more canals which are artificial waterways because canals they scream a globalized place we are able to share resources using these canals we able to lower costs of goods because of these canals we able to sh- share cultural awareness because of because of these canals we able to reduce global inequality because of this because of globalization because of these canals it lifts people out of poverty it spreads technology and innovation that's what globalization does accesses new markets and we need to we need to stop building walls because walls just do the opposite so build more canals stop building walls is that is my bottom line of talking this way can I and doing so much research about it literally uh so uh, i found it really interesting because it's been a while since i really actually um you know i read about or came across uh a swiss canal and um i hope i'm pronouncing it right as well i have no idea but that's good you know we got to really build more walls that's all that i'm trying to get to get to get to what is the time it's exactly it's exactly 5:39 p.m. this sunday evening it's like the radio news i'm on radio i'm bringing to you the web, the time updates right from my bathroom I hear a lot about sinners. Don't think that I'll be a saint. But I might go down to the river. Cause the way that the sky opens up when we touch it. It's making me say that the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. feel so holy 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 on god running to the altar like a track star can wait another second cuz the way you hold me hold me hold me hold me hold me feel so holy love that song man by justin bieber holy from his album justice okay since we're talking about justice uh, my heart really goes down to another uh another person who becomes uh, who has to experience the same thing that George Floyd really went through Duante Wright uh which is so sad fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me and this is continuously happening 
another shooting in the hands of law enforcement which is so tragic this time of course the reasoning that they gave is the 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 police officer said that you know she mistaken a taser for a gun and that's how the whole incident happened but why do these incidents happen to minorities to people of color why do they become victims to this kind of uh, these kind of incidents you know and not once not twice but so many fucking times you know and then you know you have this whole i'm not saying that being in the law enforcement is an easy job it's not an easy job it's such a hard job because you can actually uh, you know uh, face a lot of uh, difficult situations out there when you're dealing with people you know but at the same time why do people of color why do people in the minority communities all, always have to face the same george floyd kind of incident every now and then that's all that's all that i'm saying you know um and of course the outpouring of emotions is necessary you know we uh it is a must we all are feeling it we're thinking of reminds us of george floyd you know what happened to him and we keep thinking of that but at the same time we need more we need a legislation and we need accountability i think it's only then that it's going to change like fool me once shame on you fool me twice and again and again shame on me because i'm not doing anything about it and we as we've already already said that you know we already have the george floyd justice policing act which is passed by the house and it only needs to be passed in the senate so the act is a powerful act and that's why i'm kind of you know talking about it and i've talked about it in the past i'm talking about it again because it demands accountability and transparency it bans chokehold it eliminates qualified immunity for law enforcement like as we've seen the guy who put his knee on george floyd is currently being tried in the courts uh it's been so many days it's been more than about 6 days i think it's been about more than 6 days that his trial is still going on and uh, there's no decision made about you know uh there's no justice for George Floyd yet because there's no decision made and i wonder how that case is really going so while the trial of that of the guy who put his uh, knee on George Floyd is still happening you have another person of color a man duante right killed in the same kind of uh, in the same kind of environment in the same kind of situation so the justice the george floyd justice policing act just makes sense you know it's it will it eliminates racial profiling by state and local law enforcement agencies it it has a national database of police officers who were involved in these kinds of uh, incidents in the past misconduct or use of force law enforcement will get training on racial bias and duty to intervene and they will investigate police misconducts this law the act provides uh, for holding police accountable in court it limits military military equipments on streets and requires body cameras it limits the transfer of military grade equipment in state local law enforcement so i believe you know if this law is passed if this legislation is passed maybe things can get really better because it bans a lot of things you know and uh 
you know, you, you, we may not just have an incident like the George Floyd incident or the Duante Wright uh, incident again because the guy was just 20 years old, man. Young boys just getting killed like that. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, we have a solution. We, there is a legislation already that has passed the House. Pass it in the Senate because it, it really bans a lot of things that lead to these incidents, you know. That's all that I'm saying. That's all that I'm fucking saying, you know. Because fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice and again and again. Hey, man, fool on me because I'm not doing anything about it. You know, talking about music, uh, Lil Nas X. I don't know how many of you all know him. Of course, he's a he's a singer, great singer. The guy who sang um, Old Town Road. I mean, one one of the one of the best songs. Like it was like a country song, but was peppy and you know, Old Town Road. Like he became popular because of the song. Now this guy, you know, he came up with this idea, the singer, popular singer, famous singer, Old Town Road singer, Lil Nas X. He comes up with a shoe that is uh, that has blood, human blood in the soles, in the sole of these, the pair of shoes. The weirdest concept that I've ever heard of. Uh, like, why would someone just make shoes that has human blood in the sole of the shoes? Like, I have no idea. But of course, it's maybe creative. Maybe it's something that he just thought of doing it. Well, okay, your your point of view, get get it done. But then he names the shoes Satan shoes. Now that is that is something that I wanted to ask him. Like blood is something that really gives life to a person. Why name it Satan? Like it's uh, it's life, you know. I would name it life shoes, and probably you know uh, it was a big controversy. Basically, what I think is uh, because. Uh, because he named it Satan, and religion is a very uh, is a very sensitive topic, you know. Not every, you can't just talk about religion like uh, everybody else, you know. I mean, uh, you can really hurt a lot of people because, uh, like, if he had named those shoes with human blood in the sole of the shoes, alien shoes, or Bigfoot shoes, or blood red shoes, maybe this would not be a controversy at all, at all, you know. But the minute he kind of named it Satan Shoes, people went wild. It became a huge controversy, you know. Of course, these shoes were, he just made about uh, 666 pairs were made of these shoes. And each one pair was uh, was priced at 1018 dollars, US dollars. And uh, they were uh, modified Nike Air Max 97s. Uh, that were modified and made by some streetwear company called uh, called MSCHF. That's a streetwear company that modified these shoes. Now, the streetwear company actually also made some shoes called the Jesus shoes. You know, where which had uh, which had holy water in the sole of uh, uh, in the sole of the shoes, which would run for River Jordan. So, holy water from River Jordan uh, kind of. Uh, uh, existed was put inside the sole of these shoes and they were called jesus shoes made by the same streetwear company that made satan shoes which had human blood in the sole of the shoes 
I don't know what's uh, what's about MSCHF, but they I think they're fascinated about religion, about the Bible and heaven and earth kind of concepts because they make those kind of they modify those kind of shoes. But of course, little Nas X got a lot of bad press. I mean, people go wild. You know, you name. You put blood in the sole of the shoes and then you name it uh, Satan shoes. So people went crazy behind Nike because the a Nike Air Max 97s were modified, you know, to make these shoes. But Nike, like, hey, man, Nike said, oh, you know, it's not something that I did. That's what Nike reacting, saying, hey, we have nothing to do with those shoes, the Satan shoes. We didn't put blood in the sole of the shoes. We didn't modify it, you know. Uh, like raising up their hand. We didn't do anything, you know. We have nothing to do with these religious, this religion controversy at all. And then uh, they were forced to kind of sue Lil Nas X. And from what I heard is that uh, uh, under the trademark infringement lawsuit, which was filed by Nike, Nike won it. Uh, they were, uh, they were success, they, they won the, they won the case. And I believe uh, they recalled all of the 666 pairs of shoes that were sold out in a minute, actually. And they refunded the customers. Like, if I had a pair of those certain shoes, I would not pay the same amount. You know, I would not pay 1018 US dollars to get uh, as a refund. I asked them for a million bucks, you know. I need uh, I need it back. Like, if, if you want those shoes back and you want to recall it, hey, man. Give me, uh, I need to make some profits out of it. But of course, that's what happened. And that was crazy. I mean, first the idea, like, you know, why would you put human blood uh, in the sole of shoes? Or why would you put uh, holy water from the river Jordan in the sole of shoes? Why would you call shoes Satan's shoes or Jesus' shoes? Like, just makes no sense to me. Although I have nothing against it. But hey, man, you know, you just uh, get dragged into controversy. And then what happened ultimately, you know, all of those pairs of shoes that were made were recalled. Customers were refunded. But imagine all of them were sold out in just a minute. So that's a power of, you know, people who really uh, like it that way. Um yeah, when it comes to religion, of course, I believe in uh, I believe in God because I grew up in a moderately religious home, not a really, you know, not a fanat, not a fanatic religion, religious home, neither a place that I, where where there is no prayers and all that. I was I, I was brought up uh, in a in a moderately religious home, so I I believe in God even, and I think I always want that. I want that uh, feeling of someone. A superpower, you know, someone looking down on us. I like that feeling because I grew up like that and I want to keep believing in this. So, um, and but at the same time, you know, when I say that I'm moderately religious, I would say that I think God has a good sense of humor. I don't think uh, these shoes, like the Satan shoes, you know, would really, you know, matter. And that's what, uh, and uh, then I, I, I thought I wanted to play this uh, bit, you know, it's a comedy bit by. Who's this? Uh, by Eric Myers. <laughs> He's so funny. Now, the guy, he talks about, um, he has this funny bit on religion. And I, I want to play it because uh, no matter, you know, what your faith is and you believe in, you believe in God or whether you don't believe in God, whatever it is, I think, you know, having a sense of humor, making fun of something that you believe in 
it just increases your belief even more because I believe that God has a good sense of humor. And we need just kind of, you know, let it be like that. So I want to play this bit by Eric Myers and let's have some fun listening to this guy because he is funny. Of course, uh, he is no more. It's so sad that he dies. R.I.P. Eric Myers, if you're really listening to me. But um, it's so sad, you know, tragic, sudden death of this guy. I wish he was alive. But I wanted to play his comedy, but this is really funny, you know, where he, uh, there's a lot of things about you know, religion that he makes fun of. But you just have to take it with a pinch of salt because it is comedy and you're supposed to be able to make fun of things, you know. So this is Eric Myers. I think a bit of three minutes and uh, here it is. Let me just play it here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> I'm just gonna stand here for eight minutes. He good, he good. He good, he the best, he the best one. He looked like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. I love your movies. I'm a fan of your movie. You were good. I'm Eric, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I have 92 days sober today. Don't clap, it's court ordered. I went to a religious rehab and uh, my first AA meeting, it was like a Christian AA meeting. At the end of the meeting, this man comes out and starts serving everyone wine. And I turn to my sponsor, Steve. I'm like, dude, what is going on? He's like, Eric, it's cool. Once they bless the wine, we can drink it because it transforms into the blood of Christ. I'm like, oh, really? Can they bless this bag of cocaine?
that is really really funny i mean the guy is hilarious i really love that i think you should check it out check him out eric myers um sadly he's no more you know he died at a very young age in a in an accident very recently but i always loved him i, I talked a lot about him even while he was alive you know on twitter uh not very popular in the comedy world i mean he was he was uh i mean comedians you know uh didn't really kind of appreciate him or you know took him in a into in their circles that's what i've been noticing because i follow a lot of comedians but no one really took him in the circle and you know kind of uh, did what they could do you know to make him feel good um um but i i loved him and i've shared a lot of a lot uh, while he was alive as well i followed him and followed him on instagram on twitter and uh but i really feel sad that he's no more but hey man you know these you know with art is like no matter you know whether you're alive or dead your work always is going to be there you know on these electronic media that's that's what the beauty is about being a uh, uh, working as an artist you know your work is always there out there you know in space and on the internet and all around the world so whether you're dead or alive i'm playing it today and the guy is not there i wish i had a, i was an artist you know You know, after I'm gone, I'm gone. I'm just gone. Like, you know, I'm just a nobody. I'm like, "Hey man, I'm done." But artists, you know, small or big, their work is always out there. That's what I was doing right now, playing music, uh playing his uh bit, comedy bit when he's not even living today. Uh so that was that was that was really funny. I mean, "Hey man, So that's what I'm saying, you know. I also believe in God, but I think God has a good sense of humor and should not really become controversial. What should really be Satan shoes shouldn't become controversial. Having blood in the soul of shoes shouldn't be controversial. What should be controversial what is when was, you know, mistakes that kill people when we fly missiles in another country and kill innocent civilians by mistake. you know pushing a knee on a man's neck is what should be controversial banning face coverings hijab that a muslim community king thinks that you know considers as their human right as their religious obligation should be controversial you can't ban you can't tell people to do tell tell them what to do poverty should be controversial hunger should be controversial inequality should be controversial racism should be controversial building walls should be controversial muslim bans muslim stereotyping should be controversial minorities being persecuted not giving equal opportunities should be controversial denying lgbtq people their rights you know basic rights is what should be controversial not satan's shoes not calling not blood in 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 a shoes or you know all these petty things or uh, if someone makes fun of uh, a religion that should not be controversial because god has a good sense of humor you know that's what i'm that's all that i'm saying um um So um and I just want to uh, talk about about these mass shootings that we were talking about which is continuously happening as we speak it's happened in Austin Texas three people get ki- got killed 
It's happened over the past few days. Just want to say we need to stop getting numb because it's continuously happening. You know, sometimes we just tend to get numb. And sometimes I also find, catch myself like, hey, it's happening, you know. I mean, it's like, it's just happening again and again. And I have to remind myself, I don't need to get numb to this because it it could, it, it is sad, you know. So all I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to understand the situation because I don't want to get numb to these continuous mass shootings that's happening across the United States. And I really can't understand. Not one, not two, but so many. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice and again and again, shame on me. I'm just trying to understand is why are military style or these uh, automatic and semi-automatic weapons really out in society on our streets. I just don't get it. Of course, they were bought legally. They're all legal uh, and it's uh, lawful and it's bought, they were bought for hunting. They were bought for self-defense. I get it. I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't have any kind of, uh, any kind of equipments to defend yourself. Hey man, get it. But, you know, when you're hunting, it's a very targeted, uh, uh, a very targeted animal that you're hunting to kill, you know. When if there's a if you're self defending yourself, you're always going to kind of target someone like one person or two persons max, you know. When you're being attacked or you're kind of self defending yourself, you don't need military style, semi automatic, or automatic uh, machine guns, you know, to self defend yourself or to hunt. For hunting purposes, you know, you just need the normal kind of equipment. You don't need military style weapons. So that's what I'm basically trying to understand because all these these automatic and semi-automatic machine guns are basically, which were bought for hunting or for self-defense, are misused, you know, to kill innocent civilians at public places. So... Uh, yeah, we could have great number of uh, laws in place for background checks, etc. But there's a lot of out missionary out there, which is already there in society, you know. So uh, do we, is it all required, you know? That's what I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking to people who really own these things. I mean, hey man, have something for self-defense. Want to hunt? Hey man, get something to hunt someone, whoever you want to hunt. Great, but those are targeted areas, right? You don't need a machine gun. You don't need an automatic, semi-automatic gun to do uh, those basic things. That's all that I'm saying. Right, so... um uh, right, so I wanted to, that's all that I had for this week. I mean, it was nice to do it after such a long time to do my episode after such a long time. But before I go, I wanted to, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm crazy about Justin Bieber's Justice album. We talk so much about justice and different topics of justice. It really makes sense for me to feel like, I feel like uh, singing, a worse, and then ending the song with uh, this album. So let me just uh, pull out the song and its lyrics, and then uh, end the show with the song. Okay, the song is called "Holy." 
It's by Justin Bieber and you gotta check his album. Listen to his whole album. It's fantastic. The album is called Justice. So let me just uh, get the... Love this song, man. I love this song. I love this song. Love it. You don't think that I'll be your saint. Cause in the river. Cause the way let me just say it again, okay? I'm just replaying it again. I'm just replaying it again. Okay, let's let's listen to it again. Okay, I've, I got lost the words. Mm. I hear a lot about sinners. Don't think that I'll be a saint. But I might go down to the river. Cause the way that the sky opens up when we touch you, it's making me say. The way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. Feel so holy, 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 holy. Oh God, running to the altar like a track star. Can't wait another second. Cause the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. Feel so holy. I don't want to dwell with the drama. I know I can't stand it being fake. No, 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 no. I don't believe in Nirvana. But the way that we love in the night gave me life, baby. I can't explain the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. Feel so holy, 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 holy. Oh God. Running to the altar like a track star. Can wait another second. Cause the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. Feel so lonely. They say we're too young and the pimps and the players say don't go crushing. Wise men say fools rushing. But I don't know. They say we're too young and and pimps in the place say don't go crushing. Wise men say full rushing, but I don't know. Feel so holy. Damn, I love Justin Bieber and this album, actually. That's all that I had for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to write to me, you can write to me at justinnobodypodcast at gmail.com. That's my email address. You can drop in a DM on my Twitter account. Either way, it's whatever works for you. Uh, that's all for me uh, this week until I come with my next episode in the next after two weeks. It's a bi- it's a bi-monthly uh episode a podcast episode that i really do but until next time baby bye 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 bye